Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick. And I am coming to you from inside the ice tent of love for the first time of the 2023-2024 season. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But on the line, we have our guest for this episode. We have Luke, also known as My635mm on Instagram. How you doing, buddy? Very good, very good. Hello. Hello to all uh, parishioners listening from, uh, from America's Hat, Canada. America's Hat. So... Now, now, you don't have to apologize the whole episode, okay? I don't know what you're going to say. You don't, you're not offending me. So just, just, you perhaps don't. just a general apology right, right at the start, and we'll just, we'll call it at that. We'll, just go into the we'll, show. Just, we'll call it at yeah. that. So, um, right well, anyway, so yeah, so I've got our friend from Canada, Luke, on the phone, and we're going to be discussing all kinds of random shit. But, uh, first, it's Smoker's Choice because, it's hard to coordinate cigars with a guy that's like in a different country. So, uh, what are you smoking there, Luke? Uh, I got a, it's a Oliva V, the 135. I've never tried that over here. Hard to come by, but my, uh, our good friend over there at Riverman Cigar, Dan the Man, hooked me up when I was down there. Um, and uh, I'm going to give that a go. There you go. And I went for an old standby because, quite frankly, I haven't had hardly any cigars at all this weekend. Uh, it's been a it's been a long, uh, it's been a long, not a long, I don't mean to make it sound like it was a bad weekend. It was a great weekend with my son. But I had a, an extended weekend with my son, so that prevented a lot of cigar smoking. So I'm having a Perdomo Habano Sun Grown um, in the Churchill. I went with the Churchill today. So... Uh, it says uh, Nicaraguan Puro. Don't know the sizing on it, but uh, it's one of my go-tos. So I'm going to... Ready to Yeah. So we'll go ahead and uh, prep this. And, uh, you know, uh, just for the listener's sake, uh, Luke is joining me by phone. And um, so uh, the cutting and lighting portion might be a little interesting because... Uh, he, he, you know, he's having to hold the phone, obviously. So we'll, we'll, we'll probably yeah. have to let him uh, set that the, down. The wind that. is up here. The wind is the up. The wind is up pretty substantial. Yeah, and I live out in the field, so you know, it, so that's uh, I go to speaker. Part of the reason why I put up the ice tent of love today uh, was the wind. But again, we'll get to that in a minute. First, it's time to cut. The, I'm, I'm anxious for the cigar. I'm dying for the cigar. So it's time to cut the cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And Luke, I'm going to let you take it away because uh, you know you uh, you spent some time at Riverman while you were in town for Pulpit Fest, and uh, you know I know you have some 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 thoughts about this the shop. I do, I do. Uh, uh, anyone that hasn't been there before, they should try it out. Uh, I mean. It's it's a lounge atmosphere. It's chill. It's uh, Dan and Cindy are like, it's like home, man. They're like really chilled out and uh, really nice people. Good conversation. Beer was flowing. The drinks are flowing. And uh, I suggest uh, Dan Dan hooked me up with, uh, with a bunch of cigars to review, which is super cool of him. And I intend to do that in the near future. And uh, just check it out if you're nearby. Crestwood, Dud, 
What do you say? I, I don't know the area very well. In Crestwood, so Missouri. It's like so it's 10 in minutes, 10 minutes out of out of St. Louis, basically. Yeah, or? I mean, it's a suburb of St. Louis. I mean, you're maybe, what, uh, I don't know, half an hour. It, well, not even that, depending on if you hit the highway. You know, you're you're relatively you're on the you're in the county, so you're just out of the city. You're in the county, but yeah, I mean, to get to downtown, fifteen twenty minutes if you're if you take the highway. Um, so it's it's not like it's far out or anything like that. It's it's a nice, comfortable atmosphere for you to sit and have some cigars. And and it's it's, I mean, it's it's like your friend's, you know, clubhouse kind of, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, more, more, uh, more friends home than lounge. Just like you know, for like being at home, you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you're not in the St. Louis area, does Dan, Dan does? I got my D my D words mixed up. Dan does do mail. Boy, that's three of them in a row. Dan does do. Uh, mail order. So um, if you are wanting to support a brick and mortar shop, but you're not in the St. Louis area, you can always give Dan or Miss Cindy a call over there at Riverman Cigar Company. Place your order and get some cigars sent to you right away, which, by the way, they should be getting that limited edition Aladino uh, Sumatra here if they haven't gotten it already they should be getting it very soon so um if you're looking for a place that has those you can always call up dan and cindy and uh get some of those shipped to you if you're if you're wanting to try that and you should want to try that it's very good and my suggestion is if you don't know the area don't use ways (laughs) to get there because you'll end up uh, in a demilitarized zone of uh st louis (laughs) known as uh known as known as east st louis Yes, which is quite uh, an interesting little, little, uh, yeah, you and, little spot, little 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 sightseeing there. You know what I mean? You and Trent both made the trip through East St. Louis during Pulpit Fest this year, which oh, yeah. you know we'll 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 touch on that in a minute. But first, let's go ahead and cut the cigar. So, like I said, I am dying to get this thing cut and going because it has been a weekend without. And by God, well, you're, I want. You're getting ready for Florida, aren't you? I am. I am. So, yes, guys, uh, this episode is going to drop on Tuesday. And uh, by the time this drops, I will be wheels up and I will be flying to uh, Florida. And so um, it's one of those things where I'm kind of getting ahead of the game here. Um, but uh, I did want to make an announcement early in the episode. Uh, thank you for reminding me, Luke. Um, that uh, so Wednesday, October the eighteenth, from four until eight p.m. Mickey Peg of All Saints Cigars will be at Ash and Ale Lounge in Palm Coast, Florida. So Wednesday evening, we have Mickey Peg All Saints Cigars. Um, that got pinned down and uh, and scheduled. Then Thursday, from I think one thirty to five. In the afternoon, uh, that's when uh, Michael Herklotz of Ferriotego is going to be at the Ash and Ale Lounge in Palm Coast, Florida. And then, I don't know if he's popping in just to say hi to me, or if he's popping in to like do a little bit of meet and greet, maybe an unofficial kind of meet and greet situation. Um, but uh, Renee from Villager Cigars, um, Castaneda, Renee Castaneda from Villager Cigars is going to be uh, popping in. Yeah, I think somewhere around three-ish. I think that's what he and I were emailing back and forth. So 
guys, between in two days at Ashenale Lounge, you're going to have Mickey Pegg, you're going to have Michael Herklotz, and you're going to have Renee uh, Castaneda from Villager Cigars. So uh, it's the place to be. So if you're in Florida, swing on up, say hey. I'm calling this the revival of the uh, uh, Traveling Freak Show and uh, Cigar Evangelical Revival. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we're, I'm bringing, bringing the freak show back together here. So, um, make sure you, uh, you pop by Ash and Ale and, uh, see me on the, the first trip of the freak show. Nice. Uh, can you see with your, uh, with your demographics for your show, do you, do you see how many people by state or by, by region of state, by, by county or just, just, I, I can general? see states the, the most I can drill it down to. I can't go like city or county or anything like that. But I know that there's downloads in, in Florida. I know there's people that listen in Florida. So, you know, guys, you know, Florida's not, I don't, I don't think it's huge. I mean, look, if you're going from, from the southern tip to the northern edge, that can be a little bit of a drive. But like if you're just popping across, I mean, uh, I know Ken keeps telling me that he's only three hours from Tampa. He's about an hour to an hour and a half from Orlando, depending upon, you know, where you're coming. Like, if you're coming from the extreme west side of Orlando or the east side, he's uh, a handful of hours from Miami, you know, relatively close. I think he said an hour, an hour from Jacksonville or something. Yeah, hour from Jacksonville, 30 minutes from Daytona. I mean, come on, guys. Make a day of it. Come on. Take the day off work. Come out. Hang out with Mickey Pegg. Hang out with Michael Herklotz. Say hi to, to Renee. Say hi to me. I mean, it'll be a fun time. You're going to enjoy it. So, um, Cold draw on our cigars here. So, again, I have the uh, Perdomo. And the Perdomo is... I've smoked the hell out of these, so I know this one really, really well. It's a very earthy kind of, uh, uh, you know, cold draw on the uh, on the Perdomo there. What about you with the uh, Oliva? Just like grassy notes, like uh, pretty mild, pretty mild cedar boxy grassy notes. It's a nice. It's kind of a cool looking stick. It's got a. Almost a tapered rocket-like appearance. It's hard to explain. It's a, usually like a Figurado. They they taper, but within a certain amount of time, you kind of burn through. But you know, you get into diameter. This thing is just slowly tapers for like inches. It's cool looking. You know, here's the sad part. If that's the one that they put out, is that out of the CRA pack or is that out of? Uh... Yeah, it was. I think it's available in general. I was going to say, I think I may have gotten one of those at one point when it was available just in like a 10 pack or a 10 count box. And I think I'm (laughs) the sad part is, dude, I may actually have it inside. I don't think I've smoked it yet. So I, I, we could have coordinated cigars. Son of a bitch. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's all right. Uh, It's all right. That would have been a lot. Sorry. Sorry. See? Now you have an apology anyway, but no, um, it's all right. I mean, it's one of those things that, uh, we didn't know. And, uh, how, how could we have known if we maybe would have talked, but you know, whatever we didn't. So <laughs> heaven forbid there be show prep. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling that it's a, it's a, it's a whirlwind of awesome. 
Yeah, you, so, well, you cut in light here. I'm going to throw you under the bus for a moment. And, like, okay. Luke's been Luke's been a little stressed. He's been a little stressed wondering what to talk about on this episode because, you know, he's like, he's like, what are we going to talk about? What are, you know, and, and I think the idea of, of just coming onto the show has kind of had him a little stressed, but then on top of it, you know, wondering what we're going to talk about. And, you know, he's asking me, like, do I need to prep this? Do I need to prep that? And it's just, you know... I, I, people tend to think nervous, that a little nervous, but yeah, tend, people tend to think bit. that like I have this thing like, down. This is this is so much by the seat of your pants. It's ridiculous, you know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just a little nervous. I, 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 it's strange to hear your own voice. If that makes any sense. So listening to this tomorrow or whenever it airs. Oh, I know. I, uh, I'm always surprised how deep my voice is. <laughs> you do have a deep voice. Never used to that. Yeah. Yeah, you but, never used to. But see, I I get it. I you know when it first started, and I would go back when I actually would go back and listen to these things. Um, it was weird to hear my <laughs> own voice. Now I just throw them out in the world and let them just languish and do whatever they're gonna do. So um, yeah, I've kind of given up on on going back and listening to my own to my own stuff. So it's okay. But uh, you got it done with science. You what now? You've got it down to science, no doubt. I, I, it's down to uh, something. I don't know if it's a science. We'll say it's a science. It could be just a, you know, assembly line at this point. But whatever, we've got it down. We've got it down. So, um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Luke, uh, again, he's on Instagram as uh, mysticks thirty five millimeter, and Luke does um, a number of cigar reviews on the regular and. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your cigar reviews um, and the process that you go through in doing those because I think they're fascinating. I think it's interesting that you're using Instagram as your delivery method for those um, because you and I were talking about it just the other day and there was a limitation that I didn't even realize, which we'll get into that in a second. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about, and you you brought up that it's windy you know, up there in uh, can, uh, America's Hat. And uh, I talked about my tent and I wanted to talk about, you know, um, smoking conditions in in bad weather and kind of, you know, what you do and uh, what I have done. And, you know, we'll kind of just talk about prepping for wintertime. So anyway, in terms of your reviews, I, you know, I know you were on before. I'm sure I probably asked, but just for review and reflection time for a second, how did you get going with those? And uh, what made you decide Instagram was the uh, was the delivery method you wanted to use for that? Yeah, so the the whole review thing, I kind of did reviews on my own. I was taking notes to start out as a beginner. I mean, everyone's a reviewer when it comes down to it, right? Whether you something as simple as I like it or I don't like it, or sure. this is toasty, this is not toasty. It just depends how in-depth you go into it, how your palate is, how developed your palate is. And I just was into it for personal hobby. And uh, we were sitting with the boys. We go fishing every year in May. Uh, obviously, you know Joe and uh, yeah. my brother-in-law and his brother. We go fishing every year in Florida, and we do a lot of cigar smoking on top of that. So I just kind of started this review page on Instagram and made it private so just Joe could see it. And uh, I chose it. Instagram is pretty much a more picture-based, photography-based uh, uh, social media. So uh, used that, got about 10 or 15 deep, 
and then kind of just released it. You know, try to keep the same. I'm very obviously consistent when and visually. So like obviously when you, when you uh, open the page up, you're going to see that it's essentially the same photo all the way down of every review. You know, but. I like how yeah, you start yeah, out yeah. with the, the 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 almost tri photo of the cigar. You have the the it's almost like a mug shot. You've got the side profiles, and then you've got the straight on, you know, direct uh, shot of the cigar. That way, you can see the the whole band essentially. Yeah, you get a view of the band. You get a view of the deviations of veins or whatever, the, whatever. Visually, yeah, and then I do a close up of the band, a close up of the foot, and a close up of the the wrapper, and then just. Uh, just write it up. I go right from the basics. What what the cigar? What what the uh, components of the cigar? What are they? Where are they? Where are they from? You know, anything's interesting about them, whether they're sun grown or whatever. Um, and then initial, obviously, initial uh, qualities of the cigar, and then go into what toasting it. And here we go. You know, yeah. Try to get through it, and I I, I mean, I had to I had to change my review to more like a general based review right some reviewers get a little little wild with their choice of language and it it, 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 it might be true but that might be what they're tasting we kind of try to make it general so that you know i'm not going to tell you that something's sweet and tasty like a popeye cigarette that you know <laughs> that i had as a child or whatever it's just more like you know whether it's a clinical uh sugar or whether it's a more earthy sugar or honey or whatever like you try to get general so that if someone's my 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 um reason for doing too is that i would love for people to to smoke while they're while reading the review and if it kind of hits home and they had my palate and they enjoy it if they don't have my palate and i've read plenty of reviews where you know it just it's just not working it just doesn't make sense their palate's not similar to mine and it's just essentially you kind of pick your reviewers that you enjoy and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, it's really, it's in the eye of the beholder, right? It's just, everyone's got a very distinct different palette. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've got guys that I follow that I'm like, okay, I, they have a similar palette to mine. So I'll listen to their reviews. I've got guys that I follow or at least see their stuff. And I'm like, their palette and mine are night and day different. And so if he says he likes the cigar, I'll try it, but there's a good chance I'm not gonna dig it nearly as much yeah. as he does, you know. And vice versa, if he if he hates it, then it's like, well, okay, that might be something I do, I like. But um, yeah, yeah. And the variety of the, the the fact of the matter is that every cigar, whether by year, by crop, by box, by aging, whatever, they're very different. So sometimes you'll smoke a cigar and you're in the review and you're like, what is this guy thinking? There's just no way in hell that this thing is even close to earthy. Well, maybe it was, maybe that's a 2021 model. And here we are, you're smoking a 23 and or you're smoking tobacco to the field or, or whatever. There's, there's that variety as well. That, 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 uh, that part of the equation. For sure. I know a lot of manufacturers try to replicate the blend, you know, with tweaks every mm-hmm. year, but, but to your point, you know, I mean, that's, that's difficult. That's not something that can be necessarily done exactly every time. And so you might you know, end that, up with that's part of the fun too. Yeah, that's part of the fun too, right? Like you, I think you discussed it a couple episodes ago, but like, like you know, a wine, getting a wine out of a vineyard in Bordeaux, France, and and and, and you know, you've tried the 2016 or whatever, and then the 2018 is like just night and day. It's the same grape. It's the same. You're, uh, obviously, they blend differently, but uh, it's just 
That's yeah, but like had, we're, we're chaos of nature. Yeah, I would say one year you may have more rain than another. You may have more. Uh, there's all kinds of different. You know, maybe it was sunny late into June, whereas the year before it started raining by mid June. I mean, like you know, it's just there's all oh, yeah. kinds of things that can happen that would uh, you know make subtle all little, the way down. Yeah, just yeah, I mean all the way down the line. But I do like the fact that you use the general terms for flavor notes in your reviews because, you know, like you're saying, some people are like, oh, you know, um, uh, I don't get I, I get sweet. I don't necessarily get, you know, uh, bubble gum from it, but I get sweet from it. You know, whereas if you're using yeah. the more elaborate, uh, you know, phrasing, I guess I'll say. You, you're right. You might be, there might be people that are like reaching for those descriptives and it's like, I just, I'm not getting that. Whereas if you're saying I get earth, I get spice, I get this, then, you know, guys would be, you know, be a yeah. little bit more inclined to agree or at the very least be able to find that. You know, I think that's the thing you're, you're hitting the outer part of like a flavor wheel instead of driving it down deep and getting, you know, cinnamon yeah, Chinese. Very pods. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very, you know, basic, basic roadmap, you know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, you try, you try like the term pepper for me, uh, like I, I rarely taste black pepper. If you, if you like eat a piece of Genoa salami, you know, salami or something that has little peppercorns in it, you've eaten, you know, a peppercorn. Yeah. That's pepper. I, I I've rarely tasted pepper or, or black pepper in a cigar. Pepper is usually for me something that comes out of something. So like, you know, you know, you get like a pepperness out of a cinnamon, you know, like, like that kind of burning pepper out of a cinnamon heart or big red gum, that kind of thing. Or you get you know, a strong licorice has a pepper value to it, like where the pepper is more or less a uh, byproduct of uh, a baker spice or whatever it be. But well, and that's... The, the and that, black pepper is... No, and that's interesting that you <laughs> say that because, you know, like... I mean, I've never professed to be like an absolute expert. Like I've never said like, oh my God, I've got this palette. I can pick out everything. Nick, Nick you know? you're getting there, buddy. You're getting there. You've come a long way, man. I mean, from the get go, I've said this is a, this is a novice's, you know, journey, but, uh, you know, I get pepper a lot on, on the cigars, specifically on retrohales and things of that nature. But I find it interesting that you're pointing this out because it could be one of those things where maybe I'm getting, you know, a very strong, like either cinnamon or licorice or some other, you know, component that maybe my brain is not identifying as that. It's just identifying as the pepper. And that's what I'm going with. When yeah. in reality, maybe yeah. it is just like something within the, within the general wheelhouse of that, but not exactly. Yeah. It's definitely your, your tongue is telling your brain that you're, it's peppery. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, you know, even people like to say they have like a cayenne type of pepper burn. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's common. You get, you get like a, you know, once you read into it more, I'm sure you will now is, is you know, that's just one small, one small thing. When you get in the sweet value, same thing you're getting in, you're getting in, is it clinically kind of like that powdery, powdered sugar, like clinical sweetness, or is it, does it go all the way to a, Something richer and darker and a raw sugar than the like a like I don't know if you've been the creme brulee before. I use that I a have. lot. Like yeah, a vanilla, like a burnt vanilla, burnt toasted sugar. Okay, you know, but a lot and then of as far as the Instagram, the uh, 
yeah, the problem with Instagram is that you're very, you're limited on the amount of words you can put in a post. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some I've gotten good at it where, you know, sometimes I have to remove some, but uh, you, I forget how many words it is, but you're limited to the amount of uh, you can post. So it probably keeps it, it probably keeps it more interesting to my people who read it because yeah. I can get pretty winded. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you, you got to keep it tight, which I mean, that's, Maybe good that you're forced to do that because I mean I know some guys that get really long winded with it, um, so maybe that's uh, kind of a uh, inadvertent side effect that actually works to your favor. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely interesting. Um, every time you post one, I'm always like, okay, what's he what's he saying? What's he looking at? You know, and that sort of thing. Um, Going back for a moment. Going back for a moment. I'm, I'm fascinated by this whole flavor thing for a moment. So, you know, going back, you're talking about sweetness. I don't tend to normally get like sugary sweetness a lot of time. Typically, it always comes forth in some sort of a, like a raisiny or natural kind of sweetness like that. Now, you know, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's very obviously raisins. Other times it's not. And I've had you know obviously people on that talk about. Uh, dried figs, cherries, all sorts of dairy. I mean, people full pull dried fruits left and right out of their ass. And um, yeah, but that, that is that is definitely common common um, tribute in, in sweetness, um, like a dried dried fruit. Because they have even like a black. I don't know if you've ever had black currant. Uh, they make a drink out here, like um, I think it's Guinness or. I was gonna say I think I've had currant. But I I don't know if I've had it like, not direct. I mean maybe in a drink of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, fruits, fried dried fruits. Yeah, if you're getting that, then that's just just you being able to develop your palate and get some more specifics on uh, on where that sweetness is coming from, right? Interesting, interesting. So um, we're talking about it, and you were saying that uh, you uh, went with Instagram. You know, initially for the photos and that sort of thing. Any, uh, I mean, <laughs> I say this, but I also say, dude, it's a shit ton of work, and maybe you should just keep it where you know you can handle it. But any any thoughts of developing it out and going to like building out a website for yourself, doing something more? Or are you just looking to keep it simple and keep doing the Instagram stuff? Oh, I've always thought I'd, I'd love to do website. I guess, but. Uh... Right now, the Instagram thing, uh, the whole shadow banning, the whole cigar, uh, mm-hmm. the whole boot kick to the cigar world, you know. Um, like, I, you know, I was climbing. Not that I, listen, my my intentions were to have a thousand followers and getting random free cigars from manufacturers to try out. <laughs> that, that, was, that was where I wanted to go, and I've, I've, I've done that. There you go. But it just froze. It just suddenly froze, and everyone I know that's in in my world, um, you know, no no one's following you. No extra people are following you because you're not being you know you're not you're not out there. Oh, the people dude. that may follow you is by suggestion, or so it kind of just halted as far as followers are concerned. But I, I you know, I'd love to make a web page. It's just that extra time, right? <laughs> no, I get it, and uh, to your point about Instagram, that's that I do find that fascinating because you're right. My Instagram was, I mean, dude, I was consistent there for a while. You know, we had, we had growth. We had, oh God, no, 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 sorry. I had a freaking, I had an alert come up on my phone right as I was like, you know, um, uh, pressing to, uh, to do this. 
And uh, so anyway, I got to like, I don't know, 6,200, somewhere in that neighborhood, you know, followers. And uh, I have pretty consistently stayed in that ballpark. As I look right now, I'm at 6,177. And I can tell you, I mean, I have pretty much been at that range. Oh, my gosh. It's been well over a year, you know, since since I hit that. And it yeah they just they froze it and you're done and what you've got is what it's you've got strange. i was uh i think i was averaging probably maybe five to ten added followers a week i'd say you know which climbs just steadily yeah and yeah the past year it's just been i actually just posted some recently for kind of an experiment just hey uh tell your friends out there that uh that no one's reaching out to me and i'm not getting out there on instagram and have followed me that were you know i picked up a couple dozen followers and, and that's that's awesome because i have now new friends to follow and no that is good so that's the whole point purpose behind it too right is instagram like I, I you know i got you guys through a podcast but through instagram through you know i'm meeting people talking about cigars talking you know talking not talking about cigars just anything that comes with the cigar uh, the cigar culture right yeah, you build up that community, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they've definitely frozen that. I know, uh, you know, Nick Gervais over at My Monthly, he talks highly about X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. I personally, I, I have trouble getting into that platform. Um, I'm just, it, it's not as, I don't know, maybe it's just not as user-friendly yeah. to me. Maybe it's just one of those things I just, I don't know it as well, and so I'm kind of like, eh, whatever, ambivalent to it, but... Um, yeah. you know, he keeps saying he's that. He's to but... talk to me about it. He what? I, I, I officially, he's promised to talk to me about it. Oh. Um, we were discussing it uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, just explaining, yeah, exa- exactly what it is. The, the way I look at tweets, it's almost like a CB radio. Like you just, you just putting out, putting out these, these comments or newscasts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and so I... much. I don't know. I don't even know if it's, you can store it, you know, like a database, like with, with the reviews, you can go back and, I don't even know if you can, if that, that happens where like they'll be able to see all my old reviews or that, get into it. No, that's a good question. I don't know. And, and I also find the commenting on there to be really obnoxious, you know, how you got to follow a thread and I find following a thread of the initial comment and then the, the various replies and that sort of, I find that to be just very tiresome and obnoxious as well and so just in general i'm not a big fan of that platform and so i really hope we don't end up getting forced over there but to your point instagram and by default facebook um they definitely uh they definitely seem to be forcing our hand that way but i don't know hopefully not so um anyway so for those of you listeners who don't follow luke over on instagram um, if you're on Instagram, go over and follow him. It's just, you know, at my sticks three, five MM. It's, it's, it's a good review site. You'll like it. Trust me. Um, now, Thanks, Nick. no problem, Luke. Uh, what are you, what are you getting on your Oliva there? It's good. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a little stronger than, uh, than millennial V. Uh, it's kind of earthy, kind of middle Toasty, bready. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, good start. Slow, very slow burning. Very, very good ash going here. 
about uh, about oh you already know what you're smoking yeah i i I just did a little retro hail there and uh you know um now you've got me questioning is it pepper or is it not pepper but i'm dude it's it's (laughs) it's pepper on the retro hail on this thing um for what it is um but uh you know what i forgot to do when i was uh, visiting i forgot and i made a promise to myself to just have a little a little review on retro hailing with you i think uh (laughs) I think if you, so you can retro by percentage, right? Like you don't have to retro 100% of what you take in your mouth, you know, even a, even less is good, right? Like as long as you retro, retro is pretty important, but even if you retro like 10% of what's in your mouth, uh, you're going to get, you're going to get all those flavors. Or maybe you're just, are you just I, letting go of the whole thing? Or no, what's happening. So <laughs> like when I make a general point of it, I usually let about half of it go. And then I retro the remaining half. And uh, so maybe that's it. But there's a fine line where if I let too much go, then I don't get enough. And then I have to do it again. And then at that point, I do too much. And then I start hacking up along that way. So it's 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 just it's a double-edged sword for me. I can't win. But it's okay. People seem to enjoy making fun of me for my lack of ability to retro hail here. We've so. got to start your idea of making stickers, I remember, I remember you guys made a limited edition sticker. Yeah. You got to make one with with a, it's like a portrait of you, which you can barely see you because there's so much smoke. <laughs> you know, oh, sorry, I got geese flying over hard here. Sorry. Um, the, the um, you know, the little bubble where you put the, what you're saying or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, just cough, cough, cough. <laughs> a limited edition I like it. humidor sticker. I like it. I like it. Limited edition Nick hacking up a lung on a retro hail sticker. I like it. Mm-hmm. Nick, you got to get on that because Nick's the one who made the uh, the broke ass hose sticker. So that's okay. Um, you got to watch those Canadian geese, man. Those things are fucking mean. Yeah, we're sorry about that. Um, I mean, it's not your fault. Deep, deeply I'm just, sorry. I'm just saying, those things are mean. Yeah, well, at this time of year, they're not mean. They're scared because everyone's out here. Mm. I mean, you get woken up. Everyone's hunting pretty good, but they yeah. Uh, during yeah during mating season and stuff, you get no business going near the little ones. If you know what I mean, especially uh, if you have little ones of your own. I know exactly what you mean because I got chased <laughs> by one of those things one time, and it was less than pleasant. So, um, yeah, I, I I get exactly what you mean. Actually, what's funny? There was one time. I'm sure I talked about it on the cast. I was sitting out back at my place, and it was dark. I had the lights off. I was sitting out just having a cigar, and there's that pond out back of my place, and all of a sudden you just hear this massive splash, and I had no flipping clue what it was, man. I mean, it was it was it was, did a deer jump in there? Was it Sasquatch? Like Meteorite. what? What was it? You know, and all that. The next day, though. There were four or five of those big Canadian geese walking around on my back lawn, so I'm thinking that they may have made like a hard water landing at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm sure. I mean, they call them Canadian geese, but I mean, some of them, some of them are, you know, obviously they they migrate in winter and in summer in the states that they don't necessarily all all come up here. Where I'm at, I live on a a small river. Um, at the tip of Canada's penis, if you will, the urethral opening, and uh, it's uh, there's thousands. Is Canada's penis is like kind of um, interesting as America's penis is because you know we've got Florida man and all of his exploits, 
And, uh, you know, you can even look up Florida woman and there's exploits there. I mean, weird shit tends to happen yeah. in Florida. I don't know. I don't know if you ever listened to it, but there's a. Do we have a Florida? Do we have that kind of Canada? There's parts of Branton, I bet. Near yeah. Toronto, there's parts of. There's an area in Vancouver that's interesting called East Hastings. But, yeah. Uh, so you got like East Hastings, uh, man? You know, no, no, Florida man, Florida man is glo- like a global phenomenon. Oh, dude, they do it every year. When we go to Florida, we, we always look up our, our birth dates. You oh, know, to see your your birth date, what happened there? So, Florida man, if your birthday is August fifth, whatever, and just see what happened there, Florida man, and it's it's it, it's lunatic. It's never good. Um, there, there's a show. I think it's still on. I don't know. I listened to it back when I was in college, and I know it continued on for a long time. Called Loveline, uh, Doctor Drew, and at the time it was Adam Carolla. I don't know. I don't think he's on it with him anymore. But, um, but back when those two were on it together, they used to play a game called uh, Germany or Florida, and they would like have callers call in, and the whole deal was they would say the headline. Of a fucked up news article, so something something really random and bizarre that took place, and you had to guess: did this take place in Germany or Florida? Because they contended that Germany and Florida were the two hotbeds of the most wackiness in the world. Wow, I do remember the show. I don't remember that. That's it was amazing. it yeah. was a, it was a great bit. And to be honest, uh, if I didn't, <laughs> I would rip that off in a heartbeat. But I'm not going to because. They probably have more lawyers than I do, so my my yeah. my nun, I mean, my nun to their whatever, you know. It's just yeah, but it's a good bit. My, my and Florida, I like it. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. My 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 my, my example of Florida is like Naples area, but we need just Springs area. Oh, you're so hanging out like in the ritzy not, parts of Florida. Yeah, then. yeah. So anytime we get out of there is when I get the full flavor. We're out just into the Everglades, heading to Miami, and we go into a Publix, and it was a, I almost asked him to take a photo of him, but I was just <laughs> definitely afraid of him. There's a guy, like from the bayou, wearing a wearing a coyote skin hat, you know, with the paws hanging out the front over his, nice. over his face, and I mean, and he's just, he's just shopping, you know, he's getting his goods, and I'm like, this guy is straight up just probably shops once a month, gets all canned goods and just lives in the freaking swamp or something, man. This is unreal. That's awesome. Um, What was that place you were telling me about? It was a grocery store, but it was also like a nightclub? Yeah, Seed to Table. If you're ever... Seed to Table. uh, Seed to Table. I'm not sure regionally if it's throughout Florida, but there's one uh, in that area. And uh, yeah, it's like, think of the nicest grocery store uh very very pro trump uh so there's a cardboard cutouts of trump everywhere oh wine and is it dj i mean there's, there's there's people go there to hook up you're you're you can drink you can drink uh whatever you purchase as you're shopping it's like the most adult uh grocery store you could ever imagine interesting like, yeah very interesting very pro very pro Trump. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In fact, well. in fact, in fact, the if you look it up, like their urinals have like a picture of your current president on them for target practice. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
I was just interested in the fact that they had a, a nightclub and a DJ and that people were going to the grocery oh, yeah. store to hook up. You that get, just, you'll get four or five girls, you know, all dolled up, and you think they're going to a club, but they're going to a grocery store. Going to the grocery store, you know? Going to the grocery store. You know, when you go on these, like, dating things and, and they give you advice as to, like, you know, this is where you go to meet people. that You, you hear about the grocery store, but I'm always like, I'm not going to just walk up to some random lady at the gro- in the produce aisle and just be like, it's a wonderful-looking head of lettuce you have there. You know, I mean, I'm just not going to do that. But yeah. maybe it's seed to table. That's that's what it is. You walk up and you're like, that's a large cucumber, but I can beat that. You know, it's I mean, like, what yeah. the hell, you know? Yes, yes. The eggplant you're holding uh, <laughs> makes me nervous. <laughs> let's go back to my place i like your peach anyway um oh my gosh well uh yeah you'll have to you'll have to i don't know i see around here everybody goes to destin and destin it it's commonly known around here as the redneck riviera and i now with that being said i've never been i'm sure it's lovely pictures i've seen of it look very very nice everybody i know that goes there they love it you know, so I'm sure it's not like just trash. You know, I'm sure it's very nice, but uh, it's just around here everybody calls it that. But um, yeah, I, I'll Is tell you, north, like it's Panhandle-ish, like I believe. I believe it's okay. like Panhandle, um, but it's off the Gulf, okay. and uh, I guess it's nice. Um, I've heard, I will. I've heard good things about fishing. I will. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a big thing down there. Now I will say, when my dad lived in Fort Lauderdale for a time, um, I, I distinctly remember that on the nightly news, on the local nightly news, they would track out like fights between like giant boa constrictors and alligators in the Everglades. Because I guess people would have these snakes and they would dump them in the Everglades, you know, when they got too big or whatever. And so you would have these like epic titanic battles between these boa constrictors and these alligators in the Everglades. And the news would have the helicopter flying over and tracking it and watching it for a little bit. Oh, dude, it is totally a legit thing. It happens. And anybody who says it doesn't is lying because I've seen it and it's awesome. It's like a Godzilla movie, but in real life and it's in the Everglades and it's fantastic. Like I can say with 100% certainty that that will never happen to Canada. No, no. Not at all. It's way too cold for both of those critters up there. It is. It's too cool for Black Widows, thank God. You're telling me about your Black Widows. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So let's let's transition here. So, so yeah, um, talking about the cold weather, smoking in cold weather is obviously something that, you know, all of us cigar people, unless you are fortunate enough to live somewhere where you don't have a cold season, um, you have to contend with. And uh, here in St. Louis, I do have all four seasons. And so I've talked on the show multiple times in the past about my ice fishing tent and i have an insulated ice fishing tent that i have a nice very very thick um extension cord running from the house into the extension cord has three three outlets off of it so uh off the extension cord i have my heater plugged in i have a light which i got a new light this year and i'll talk about that in a second and then i have my uh power strip so that I can plug in my iPad, in this case, the recording board, um, you know, just kind of general whatever. And then that way I can kind of sit out here and operate. And um, 
I have not installed the fans yet because it's early enough that I can have, like right now as we're recording, all four windows are open and the door is wide open um, to vent out the smoke. When it gets a little colder and I have to start shutting everything, I do have a couple of computer fans that I hook up to the vents, which actually, folks on the YouTube, you can see that's one of the vents. There's a second one directly across from that one that... uh, I have a fan that draws air in and a fan that draws air out. And so it creates a nice little channel of air across the top there and good to ventilate this thing out. And um, anyway, so I got this set up today because weather-wise here in St. Louis, we're now at the point where um, we are hitting the the high 50s for the highs. Currently, as we're recording, it is in the high 40s. And that's just too, you know, with the wind, that's too cold to sit out and enjoy anything. Now I could start a fire, sit by the fire, but I obviously can't do that while I'm recording. But um, I got out the tent today. And when I did, um, I A, remembered that, uh, that's right, I couldn't get it folded up enough to slip it into the little carrier bag this uh, last season. So I just kind of jammed it into the storage unit. And then as a result of that, I guess some little eight-legged critters had decided that they were going to nest on um, a panel of the outside. And I unfolded it. I noticed there were some spider eggs, those little round, you know, um, little balls of what looked like cotton, but it's webbing, you know, and everything. And I'm thinking, okay, I got spider eggs. I'm going to have to smash them and get them off of there. But I was on the lookout for spiders, too, because where there's spider eggs, typically there's spiders. And in this case, I did see one that was crawling in and amongst all the eggs and came kind of crawling in my general direction. It didn't like jump or anything like that, but uh, I did get a look at it and I saw that very familiar uh, red vial or uh, red, you know, double triangle pattern on its back. So I was like, oh, hi, little Miss Black Widow there. And uh, I ran inside, got my salt gun. And uh, I blasted the fuck out of that spider. And, uh, I mean, that spider is dead. D-E-D, dead. And uh, blasted all the eggs, smashed the eggs as well. Um, Took a very close look all around the tent uh, to see if there were any more. And I did not see any more. However, there are pockets on the walls on the inside of the tent. And so I did not want to risk like opening up a pocket and you know there being spiders in that so i did get a can of raid and i just kind of gave each pocket a little spray on the inside i don't really use the pockets at all so it's not like there's anything in there or any concern about you know the raid but i i wanted i wanted to to zap them too but now the nice thing is the inside of the tent is all black the outside is red with a black roof um but the inside is all black, so it's very, very easy to see the um, the eggs. It's very, very difficult to see the actual spiders. <laughs> so um, that's where I'm ha- uh, thankful for my new light. I got a so I have like a work light that hangs off the ceiling off a hook, and um, I don't know where I packed that up last year when I packed up my tent. I cannot find it. I found every other component of my tent, but I cannot find that light. And so I don't know what happened to it. Um, But it was just a basic light bulb. I wasn't super thrilled with it. 
This one that I got today, it's um, a strip of LED lights. So I won't lie, it's bright as fuck in here right now because I have it aimed directly at me for recording purposes. But I'm going to hang it from the ceiling when I'm done and I'm hoping that it kind of like diffuses out a little bit more. But uh, I turn the light off when I'm out here watching TV and smoking anyway because I don't want the light on while I'm watching TV. But um, yeah, I it's bright. So hopefully with the extreme LED brightness I have going on, I will see whatever movement on the black walls and can uh, take appropriate action. So. Yeah, you seem you seem every year. It seems like you're upgrading a little bit more and more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I you mean get a secondary table in the hallway. You know, yeah. like <laughs> different tents. Dude, freaking Gervais last era, year. You know? He got that giant tent last year. I mean, that thing's an apartment. Um, but uh, and and I know, you know, I just bought the little five foot by five foot two person tent. Um, I know people that have bought the the three person and so on hell pinky has a three-person uh tent from the same brand and uh it's exponentially larger in fact in her tent i can stand up fully upright and my head doesn't hit the ceiling in mine my head will hit the ceiling and i have to kind of slightly hunch a little bit when i'm in here but um you know just so just making that little bit of an upgrade um it's it's so much bigger and nicer but yeah i mean i'm i'm fine with my little two-person tent we 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 have them here, but we use them for fishing. <laughs> Who knew? But uh, but there is a local restaurant that has. Have you ever seen the? Uh, they're almost like a igloo. They're almost a like a semi-sphere geodesic clear tent. I have seen those. They're, there's uh, a there's a restaurant yeah. here in St. Louis that does those as well. And I yeah. don't. And I mean, I mean, I don't know where, but I they, they they range heavily in price depending on the size. But you put a two twenty heater in there and. Uh, you know, you melt the snow off them, get have the guys over, whatever you're going to do, guys or girls. And, and uh, but yeah, over here, those tents, uh, there's a reason there's a little flopping floor. Yeah, I do not have a floor. So for those of you who are looking at this, there is no floor. I'm just on my driveway, which I will admit the first year that I had this, I was still, you know, living in my old house and I was on the deck. And so I put a painter's tarp down. And that prevented air from coming up through the floor, which was nice. Um, however, at the end of the season, when I packed up the tent, uh, it was nasty. It was really nasty. So I threw that thing away. Um, and since then, you know, I haven't, I've just been on the, on the concrete of the driveway. But uh, I have thought that some sort of flooring would be nice for no other reason just to insulate between the cold concrete and yeah. uh and the inside of the Even tent like an industrial like exterior foaming for a house the pink stuff you know it's about an inch and a half foam uh-huh but you might damage it though uh with the, with the chairs but you put plywood over that if you wanted or whatever well i'd be more worried about dropping an ash on it or something like that and lighting it on fire <laughs> um yeah i will say Again, Gervais with his, he bought these like panels. They kind of snap together, and uh, those apparently worked really well. I just, I'll be honest. Every year that I put this thing up, there's no planning or forethought into it. It's basically like, oh, it's gotten cold enough that I need to put my tent up. Let's put the tent up today, and then I just pop it up and put it up. And 
after I do so, I'm always like, you know, I should have thought about the flooring or I should have thought about X. And so I make advance or differences, but I'm, I'm fairly simple with mine. Um, but that's okay. You know, some, like I said, some of these guys, I know there's at least one gentleman. He sets up an actual TV in his tent. He's got a big enough one that he sets up an actual TV in his tent and whatnot. It's that's, that's, it's a bit much for me, but that's okay. You know, you do you, man. I don't care. So, that's yeah. awesome. Even even the, those types of tents that they use for up here, it's very popular to go up north to go moose hunting or bear hunting in the middle of winter. Yeah, those big heavy canvases and almost a military style tent, and uh, you can get wood burner stove in those bad boys. Oh, you know, that'd be nice. Want to get totally to pull a chandelier in the middle. <laughs> nice. That'd be just make a cabin out of it at that point. Yeah, no doubt. See, now the the thing is, I have the tent. But in reality, what I want, what I really want, and I'm not going to do it here because I'm renting. You know, it's one of those things where down the road, hope you know, buy a house, have a backyard. I want a tiny house, not a big one, but a t- you know, I want I want a tiny house, and I want that to be my recording studio slash smoking lounge, and just have a little yeah, tiny, almost like that. have a tiny house. A glorified little hobby shed. Oh, just, totally, uh, man. But then, but dude, I, I was talking about it with, on the last episode with Pinky. I follow this Instagram um, um, account that details tiny houses. Dude, some of these things are like mansions. Some of these things are gorgeous. I mean, I would straight up live in some of these things. I'd have to do a lot of purging of my stuff, but, uh, you know, that's okay. But, I mean, some of these things are just absolutely fantastic. But I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking for just a basic little tiny house that I can have a permanent recording studio set up and a space for me to uh, comfortably smoke all year round. You know, have it have HVAC, you know, for for both air and uh, heat and everything. I'd be fine. I'd be fine. It'd be great. I would love it. That's yeah, all I want. That sounds amazing. So what do you do up in Canada? Uh, I freeze. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> that sucks. I just go. I go outside. My my smoking reduces dramatically during the winter months. I, I tend to collect more than I smoke. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I don't smoke. Like when I went down to visit you guys in Culpit Fest, I mean that that was that was me on on high, man. I was that was maximum smoking. I, I, I you know, oh. uh, during the winter, if I if I smoke one a week, uh, I'd be surprised. Really, It'd just be painful. You just, you just, oh, yeah. now didn't you just build a new, um, uh, pool house? Yeah. I did, uh, Nick, but I'm married. Um, oh, so you can't smoke <laughs> in it. Oh, no, no. The, so the, the original plan was to kind of make a smoking area and I put all these fans in it, uh, you know, whatever. But I know as well as anyone listening that's married that, uh, the first day I smoke in this thing, <laughs> it'll be the last time. So I'll uh. make a special occasion. Do no, you... it, it, it's it's you know it's it's a nice pool house. It's all you know. So I don't want to. I, I don't want to. You know what I mean? No, I do. I I, I do get it. I do get it. Do you smoke in your car? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Nah, uh, which just... is which is very surprised because you let me smoke in yours and you smoke in it regularly. I or to be honest, I could I could barely smell uh, any cigar in your car. I was blown away, dude. I, now that might be well. 
stupid. If you're not smoking on the regular, you may not be as odor blind as I am. I am very odor blind to it. You know, like if somebody gets in and they're like, woo, it smells like cigars in here. I'm like, I don't smell it. You know, I'm, I'm odor blind to it at this point. But uh, if you're saying that and you don't smoke on the regular, yeah. that, that, that's interesting. And if you're always smoking outside, yeah. you're not as used to the smell either because, yeah. you know, but interesting. So during, yeah. Um, during the summer months, I mean, it's a different story. But, yeah, during the winter, it, it, I, like I said, I, I live on open farm fields. So if you get a good wind on in the middle of the middle of winter, there's, you know, going to build a, a – Got to build a little uh, snow hut or something. To I was going to say what I'm what I'm hearing is you need another little building or an insulated ice fishing tent that you can just set up and do this. Yeah, we're considering. Uh, well, we make an ice rink every year, yeah, so for the kids. So basically, the pool house turns into a area to lace up and, and, and warm up, and then uh, you walk out into the ice. So it'd be nice to have it outside, you know, next to the fire or whatever. To, have the guys over and have a smoke, but uh, that's just another project. I just put a pool in where you know I've never grew up with a pool my whole life, so we put a pool in last year. So should have getting that done first, right? So wait, so you grew up with a pool your whole life? You said no, no, no. I, I did, I've never you had did a pool not. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Project for me. Well, and that that doesn't yeah. surprise me because I'm thinking like, how much time do you get out of a pool in you know out of the year in Canada? Well, we're at where we're at is is not dissimilar to you guys too much. Okay, like they say that Southern Ontario is is as far as latitude is concerned. Latitude, yeah, latitude is concerned. It's it's somewhere around uh, 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 Portugal. Oh, okay. Look on the map, look at, like we're, we're very south comparative and comparative. We're deep. Like, I mean, Noah lives up in Wisconsin. He's way northern, more northern than I am. He's more equivalent to, like, <laughs> you know, Sudbury, which is, he gets a way worse winter than we do. He and I were just texting not too long ago, just the other day, about uh, he's looking at putting up a, a shed, like a permanent building, um, that he can smoke in during the winter. And then during the summer, it would kind of act as, uh, like, a breeding uh, facility for his snakes. <laughs> Surprise, so, surprise. I know, right? I thought of him immediately with the, when you, when you say they're black widows. I'm not sure if he's in this. I don't think he's in the spiders. He's not. He and I so were I'm, texting I'm, about I'm, that, too, and he was straight up like, you just need to okay. burn it burn it with fire and get a new one. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I can't afford a new one. These tents aren't exactly, like, the cheapest. I mean, realistically, I got a good deal on mine. I think it's gone up since I bought it, but, I mean, you're caught. You, you, I mean, I'm probably... Eh, three fifty or better invested yeah, into this oh, thing. There's a, there's a big world of them. I mean, you get ones that are on sled systems that. Oh, uh, yeah. You hook on you hook on your four by four or whatever. And you go in the lake. Or uh -huh. you're doing. I mean, you could you can comfortably put four or five guys near a maybe a case or two of beer and you're good. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If I'd have gone with a larger one, um, first of all, I don't need a larger one because realistically. Uh, nine times out of 10, it's just me smoking in here by myself. I, I'm, you know, yeah. but, uh, less the heat, less the heat. Oh, and that's the other thing that was, and that was kind of what prompted this in the first place is I was using my garage at the time back when I had a garage and, um, I had two problems with that. The first was 
the now ex-wife coming at me like, I can smell the smoke coming through the wall, you know, whatever else. But then the other thing was um, my little heater could not handle that size room, and I had to crack the garage door to vent out the smoke. And so that was just letting cold air in. The heater was, like, huddled up by my feet on full blast and while my feet were nice and toasty warm the top half of me was cold and then depending upon how close i was to the heater dude you can get space heater burns and those things suck because not only is it like a sunburn but it's like in the weird pattern of whatever screen is on the space heater and so uh, speaking of the space heater i'm going to kick mine on low at this point because i do have the door open and everything else going but it's just a little bit chilly with the wind um, but yeah, it's, it's like you get that little bit of, little bit of cool, uh, temperature there. And it's just, I don't know the garage. It, it just didn't work for me. So the tent, yeah. you know, in all fairness, I'll give credit where credit's due. Gervais is the one who said that he and his friends were toying with the idea of the ice fishing tent. He just never bit the bullet. I did. And once I did, then he did. And, uh, well, it's just kind of gone from there, but I was the test, test dummy. And yeah. it I always thought that, uh, these companies, uh, is it Eskimo or Igloo, whatever? Uh-huh. I have an I Eskimo. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, uh, almost foolish not to, to make, uh, not here. Cause I mean, promoting, promoting tobacco here is, you know, you're the devil, but, um, as far as the United States is concerned, uh, you know, make a make a, a model specific for the smoker, for the cigar oh, smoker. Dude. Put a nice little, you know, put something on the side indicating the smoke cut, put a ventilation uh, hole where where you could put, you know, where you have an access to ventilation. Yeah. You know, they can go, they can go wild with this. I mean, for that. realistically, they wouldn't have to do much in the way of conversion of the tent that I've got now. Realistically, if they would, for those of you on YouTube, you can see this. If they would, next to the vents, just put a little strap of fabric along the sides of the vents where it's sewn at the top and the bottom. And it's just kind of like almost like a handle, you know, next to them. That way, when I, because right now I have to zip tie the the fans to the little mesh, you know, netting that's on the, on the, the vent there. Um, and that mesh netting, it's very thin. Um, thread if they would put like a nice little f uh, strap on both sides of that that I could zip tie the the fan to those straps and have that fan in place to where I'm not using that mesh netting for it pff, that would be literally all I could think of that you would need to do and then you could just sell this thing and uh, promote it that way but the yeah if, if they the want it cigar pulpit pff, dude you know put your name on it man put it like a your hand signature on this tent, you know? Oh yeah, kind of, kind of like uh, called the, the confessional. <laughs> it's it's your little confessional booth. I like it, I like it. But yeah, yeah it's it's it does the job for me. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It it it. I will say when it is all enclosed, if you don't have the fans running, it gets very smoky very quick. So you yeah. got you got to have some sort of venting going on. But dude, I mean, I'm trying to think. Even when it's been below, like, uh, there is a line. Um, you can't go when it's, like, 20 below zero out here. That 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 just gets to be a little much. But um, 
but I've been out in it when it has been zero or a little bit below zero and you know hoodie and sweatpants and shoes you're fine with the heater on full um the but with the heater on full you can still open a window or two and yeah you might every once in a while depending upon the wind in direction get a little cool breeze coming in but honestly it's not that bad it's just fine you know it's it's better than not well, of course. Anyway. As long as you cut the wind, right? Exactly. Well, that's the big thing. More than anything, like, that's why I put it up today is, A, it's cooler at night, but B, um, you got to cut the wind. Cutting the wind is, is 90% of the battle, you know? So if you can cut the wind, it's just fine. Well, why don't we now, unless you have any more on this subject, do you have any more that you wish to impart on this no. subject? No. Okay. I'm following you. Why don't, okay. Well, well, okay. Well, before I hit the button and go into something else, thoughts on the Oliva? It's good. It's really good. It's, it's burning a little quicker, but it's windy. Um, it's uh, picked up a little bit in strength, picked up a little bit in uh, the baker's spice zone, if you will. Um, about how far into it, it are you? Uh, probably about halfway. It's 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 a little shorter, maybe a robusto size, but it's oh. like, it tapered heavily, so it's probably quite a bit less tobacco when you think about it. Uh, yeah, but it, it's it's a good cigar, very good cigar. I did learn when you were in town that you are a slower smoker than I am, because I am a little bit past the halfway point on my uh, Perdomo uh, Habano Sun Grown Churchill here, and uh, this guy, I mean, it's it's this is not. A, I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's, I, I guess it's a full seven inch, you know, Churchill, I guess. I don't know. I should have looked up the actual size of the cigar, but yeah. I didn't. But, um, yeah. yeah. People tend to smoke a little quick. I, I noticed in general. I mean, if you, uh, if you, if you tone it down, especially for a loan or you just have a cigar and you just concentrate almost just for an experiment, almost set a timer, uh, where you're only really drawing and small draws at that, uh, you know, every minute or so. Um, and you're keeping that ash super cool, and like in that double, a lot of people double, triple puff. They try to get this crazy red thing going to get this massive amount of smoke going. Yeah, and um, so that sometimes it's detrimental to taste, right? You get a little char, you get a little like little heavy toasty uh, values. Where if you took your time and just little puffs, little bit of smoke, uh, it it really it's a lot more delicate. You know, I know. Uh, it depends on your circumstance where you're. I tend if I'm having drinks and uh, you know at a buddy's house or whatever. Sometimes I'll just make one disappear once in a while. It, you know, that's just the nature of, of things. But if you try for an experiment, uh, even toasting when you toast your cigar, try uh, try just toasting it. Try not to. Uh, a lot of people tend to light the cigar while they're toasting it, or right? whether they'll heavily toast it, yeah, and almost blow on blow on it to see that there's ambers, yeah. Well, at that point, you've lit your cigar, right? So if you just toast it where you almost like it, similar to like how you like your toast, right? You just have that nice little glow, and then make sure your edges are all uh, toasted. So, you, so when you do light it, you get, you know, that even burn. You'll find that the uh, the initial introduction of the cigar will be a lot, lot more delicate. I will have to experiment with that this week when I'm down in go. Florida. I, uh... This is, uh Homework, homework time. I was going to say, you're giving me homework. I like this. This is good. So, 
All right, well, let's move on now. It's time for the Villiger Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by... Villiger. Villiger Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family-owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villiger Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. Now, you just did a review of a Villiger cigar. I did. I did. I think it's, I've done two in the past month. I've got it from the, from the pulpit event. Thank you, Nick. Thank hey, you, Renee. You're, hey, thank Renee. It wasn't me. Um, now, you did the, uh, the most recent one was the La Creme, the Connecticut? Yes. You want to? Yeah, good cigar. Definitely uh, a more medium uh, cigar, considering it's it's outer wrapping. You know, but it's mm-hmm. awesome cigar. Um, no complaints. Yeah, Villager was actually the first cigar I've ever smoked, ever long long time ago. Really? Yeah, Villager was. Uh, I think maybe it's maybe it's more common in Canada or something because of the. I, I I don't know, but the you know those little exports, they're like a little squirtler. The original little square press cigars. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Aside from the premium stuff that they're putting out and everything, I mean, they let's be real, Villiger as a company, um, you know, they they kind of made their way with uh, machine made and uh, a lot of mass produced mm-hmm. cigars that way. And um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in Europe and maybe overseas and and I guess Canada, um, maybe they know them more for that than perhaps they do for the premium cigar side. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, good cigars. Very good. Very good, good quality. Well, so what have you been watching lately? What have you been entertained by? Oh, man. Well, you probably know I have three children. Yes. Uh, so... Other than what they watch, um, <laughs> I was gonna say, I've, I I've had a lot of <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog and uh, Thomas oh, the Tank boy. Engine okay, this mine, weekend. So you know, mine are that young, but <laughs> my oldest son is getting into horror movies. So we're, we're starting to dabble with that. Oh, okay, um, he's an age where I don't think I'd have him watch Saw yet. But uh, you know, like I think we're gonna watch. Uh, Killer clowns from outer space, stuff like that. <laughs> That's a good one. Some, some, yeah, some mild twenty horrors, and then getting some Stephen King or whatever. But I, I, I'm, as far as entertainment, all I can offer you for myself is podcast. That's you know, fine. Well, well, before we get into podcasts, so like, um, in terms of horror movies, um, I'm all, I've always been a big fan of the the old Universal monster movies, the Bela Lugosi Dracula. The uh, Boris Karloff, uh, Frankenstein. I think it was what Lon Chaney Jr. did the the Wolfman. Um, yeah, yeah. They... I mean, they put out a set of those on Blu-ray. I mean, they always do them with every format, but uh, they put out a set of all those movies. I love those movies. They're just they're just fantastic. And um, then uh, from there, I'm not a big slasher guy, so like I'm not gonna. Like I wouldn't, I, I'm with you. I'm like the Saw movies. I have no interest in the Saw movies. Um, yeah, they have only one point. Like they're that's pure gore, you know. Yeah, I don't mind the slashing a bit uh, as long as there's some something behind it. Some, Fred, some fear, some, some, Freddy some versus Freddy versus Jason was fun. That was stupid and it was fun. Um, 
but uh, but I'm not a fan of the Freddy movies or the Jason movies by themselves for the most part. Um, I do want to see the new Exorcist movie. Now, apparently it's tanking in the box office, but I do want to see the new Exorcist movie because the first Exorcist, the, the original one, dude, that one haunted me when I saw that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, the sequels I watched all, that too young and I watched suck. it alone. Oh, you oh. Yeah. <laughs> watched it alone, watched it too young. Yeah. Yeah, like, that'll 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 do it to you, man. I'll say I watched it uh I don't I don't know if I would say it was too young, but I did uh I did watch it alone the first time and it it was it was a thing. And then um they relaunch they remastered it and put it back out in theaters in I think uh I don't know, 2001, 2002, somewhere in that time frame. And uh, they they altered a few things to it. And, oh, my gosh, just those little things. Like, it's like they put a the the statue from the beginning. I know I've talked about this on the show before. The statue in the beginning that the uh, old priest sees in the desert. uh, At one point when you're in the Reagan is the little girl. When you're in her kitchen and there's like a flash of, of fire something happens i don't remember what um you see in the shadow they do a like one frame where they put the statue in the shadow and you're like oh shit did i just see that and it's little things like that that they added that just it ramped up that movie so much but anyway yeah the the, the addition of the reverse crab walk down the stairs oh yeah yep yep uh, yeah that that made me uneasy for my uh, my daughter that did that down the stairs i think no. <laughs> yeah, no. If my kid ever reverse crab walks like that, I'm like, well, uh, I'm out. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, we, I'm no uh, longer father. Oh, no, I'm not saying that, but it's like I'm out. We're gonna we're gonna go and get a priest, and we'll come back. But uh, you just hang out and don't hurt yourself in the process. But holy shit, man! Yeah. <laughs> I just, but I do want to see this new yeah. one because it's got the mom from the original, and. Uh, it I looks good. It looks. It looks. Even uh, number three was pretty good. Um, See, I didn't like the but, sequels. No, it's yeah, kind of like the new one does look good. It's kind of like um, the Omen, the movie with Damien. You know, the little kid that yeah. was the, the first one with. Uh, I think it was Gregory Peck was the dad. Correct. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Face man. Um. I'm dude, the first Omen movie is amazing. All the sequels sucked. And it's yeah. like, I mean, at one point, like, Damien is played by, I th- which one was it? Was it three that he was played by Sam Neill and he was, like, running for president or, or he was he was in politics and was doing something? And I don't think he was running for president. Man, I don't know. But the bottom line is, like, those movies just got so dumb. And, uh, but the first one was so good. And I liked That's it. That's a common equation with, uh, with horror movies. You get even, like, uh, Friday the 13th, right? Yeah, first couple are just absolute classics. Absolute, like the '80s to me was the pinnacle of horrors. Whether it be like you know, the the Dead series, like Dawn of the Dead, or mm. Return of the Living Dead, or, or even like Fright Night, the cheesy '80s stuff. You know, yeah. you gotta have a, some fear, some vampire, maybe definitely a, a couple boobies because it's the '80s. Of course, right? and, I mean, uh, yeah. That's know, the thing. If you're having crazy. sex, you're gonna die. Watch them in horror movies. Yeah, that's the reason I watched so many horror movies as a child, probably. But <laughs> yeah, you probably <laughs> probably want to screen them before yeah. you, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But nowadays, I mean, when the kids are watching, anyways, it's it's 
I'm sure he's pretty much ready for anything. I was going to say, what are boobs these days, man? I mean, back when you and I were a kid, it was like, boobs! Now it's like, I mean, for God's sakes, they have access to more porn in their pocket with their cell phone than you and I did yeah. at any point growing yeah. up. We get, a, we get a VHS tape, and that particular part would always be static because people <laughs> rewind it so much. <laughs> yep. That's just a fact, isn't it? It really is. I mean... <laughs> The original Terminator, I can tell you right now. There's that scene when uh, yeah. Sarah Connor's, you know, having sex with John Connor in the, or the, right? No, no, not John Connor. They were conceiving John Connor in the, uh, running from the Terminator. It's like. What kind of movie are you watching, man? Dude, the original Terminator. Oh, no, no. I thought you meant, sorry. I thought you were you getting into some. Uh, no, no, no. Some no, it wasn't a spinoff porno. No, no, no. I mean, the original Terminator, man. Linda, <laughs> Linda Hamilton got topless in that, and it was like, yeah. whoa, sweet, you know? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the good old days when that was a thing. Yeah. But um, anyway, so you were saying that you, uh, you've you been listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember here the first the one I was watching. Actually, I was listening to this one on the way. To visit you, Crooked City, it's called. Uh, it's about Youngstown, Ohio, or the mafia there, the mob, Italian mob scene. It was pretty interesting because there's an old town. Te- it's it basically a steel town in Ohio that's kind of crumbling because the mills are shutting down and the mobs involved. And as I'm heading to your house, they're talking about you know one of the main guys who breaks in. The, they were famous for breaking into vaults, bank vaults through the ceiling. Okay. And. Uh, how he goes to he goes to the maximum security jail in Terra 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 Haute, Terra Haute, Indiana. As, as there's yeah, as they're saying that, I'm literally looking at the sign like "Welcome Terra Haute." Which is pretty <laughs> hilarious. Yep, that's uh, that's right there on seventy, right at the Indiana Illinois border. I pass through it every time I go to Indianapolis. Oh yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. And then uh, I just finished one deep cover, um, super super awesome uh, podcast about uh, an FBI agent from Detroit who starts off, it's one of those stories that start off like, you know, he's basically trying to get this smuggling ring of mass marijuana coming in from somewhere in the tropics and ends up coming to Ontario. So we're famous, the OPP, the provincial police are famous for their Harley Davidson golden helmets, they call them. Okay. Uh, police on a motorcycle. So he comes here because he has to infiltrate uh, the biker gang. So he comes here to learn to drive a Harley. Ends up infiltrating the biker gang. And I don't want to wreck it because it's it's that good. The story goes, the story goes so deep it is insane. You will not, you will not uh, believe the end of it. But okay. There's, there's people involved that are like, I don't want to name the names to wreck it for anyone, but the people that are involved in this and where he ends up. Sourcing where the marijuana comes from will blow your mind. So let me take notes here because you're spitting these out and they both sound interesting. So we got Crooked City. Crooked City, Young And then Deep Cover. Uh, deep Cover, um, the first uh, first season. Okay. The rest are very good as well. The second one you'd like is, I believe the second one is about a mob lawyer who turns in a Chicago. Interesting. Yeah, in uh, early eighties. You like that one for sure. But uh, the first one's mind blowing. You can't see the incoming. It's it's really interesting. Okay, 
All right. I'll check both of those out. Um, I just found, and I've only listened to one so far, um, I just found that there's a podcast called We're Here to Help. And it's two guys. It's uh, Gareth or Garth, I don't know, Ray, Reynolds and Jake Johnson. Now, I say those names and nobody's like, who the hell are these guys? Jake Johnson played Nick Miller on The New Girl. And I, you know, for the longest time, I got into the dating scene and, you know, these women would find out my name and they'd be like, oh, the new girl. And I'm like, I had the name first, but I had to finally watch the new girl because, I mean, this is a character with my name and I had to know what what to reference. And uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the new girl, but it's actually, dude, it's a funny show. It's really pretty good, and um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And so uh, when I found out that he had a podcast where basically the whole point of it is he gives advice, they or they give advice. They give um, advice on whatever the topic is, and uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, and sometimes it's like you really shouldn't do this, but they, they, they give advice, and it's amusing. It's funny. I liked it. So uh, I'm going to be diving into that podcast um, here as I as I travel a little bit. I will try that one out. i got to try the, uh, the Playboy one you've been talking about. That's oh, on AMC. Or, or uh, I'm sorry, not AMC. It's an A&E documentary. It's on Hulu. It's called Secrets of Playboy. Oh, okay. Holy shit, that's, man. That's an actual visual documentary? That's an actual... It's not a podcast. No, it's, an, it's not a podcast. It's an actual, like, you know, uh, thing on Hulu. You can watch it. Holy crap, dude. I am now through episode nine. I have three more to go. I have to take it in little chunks, though. Because by the time you're done with one or two episodes, you just feel utterly filthy. I mean, it's just, <laughs> no, dude, it's it's gross. Like, It seems like it writes itself, like a, whatever went on there is look, probably level 10. You realistically shouldn't be surprised by any of it. But I find myself being surprised by it because... It's one of those things where we always, you know, growing up here in the States and I, you know, I'm assuming you guys maybe get similar, if not the same stuff in Canada, you know, um, Hustler and Penthouse and those ones were the dirty, the raunchy ones, you know, and it gets even raunchier as you go. But, uh, but Playboy was always the girl next door and, you know, the photos were artsy and it had the articles that were interesting. And let's be real. There are some very interesting articles that were in Playboy. And, you know, they they um, kind of always tried to make it sound like it was, you know, women's liberation to a degree and that, like, you know, we're, we're celebrating these women and, and, you know, they're choosing to do this and they want to celebrate their bodies and all this kind of... Dude, it was it was fucked up. They they did some some horrible shit to these women, and some of these women just didn't make it out. And if they did make it out, they're mentally fucked for the rest of their life. And just it it and Bill Cosby. The yep, I did finally watch the episode where it details um, what Bill Cosby and uh, Roman Polanski and some of these guys were up to over uh, um, Jim Brown, the football player, Jim Brown. Boy, he doesn't come out of this episode looking very good either. I mean, it's there. There's some. You're right that the uh, 
they yeah. seem like all around women where they've usually had a career as well. Some of them, you know, mm-hmm. they've you know former Miss America, former. Uh, I remember Tiffany was in there, like former former rock star, former, you know, and yeah. they're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to pose in Playboy as my finale of my career, make some extra cash, whatever they're doing. For sure. I mean. You know, I know in the 90s there were some of those pro wrestler women that got in there. I mean, there's there's all kinds of people that have been in it. And and then there are people that made their careers with it. I mean, let's be real. Jenny McCarthy and Pam Anderson, we wouldn't know who they yeah. are if it wouldn't have been for Playboy. You know, they, they launched their careers with Playboy. And uh, then there's the girls on the Girls Next Door TV show on that was on E! You know, they were the, the Hefner uh, girlfriends. And, uh, you know, they, they did just fine for themselves, you know, for a little bit there. Now, you find out in the show that eh, maybe they didn't do as fine off of that as they that, as you thought. You know, they maybe did better. They yeah. built their brand, but then they were able to, after they left, go out and kind of exploit the brand that they built. But the uh, show itself, I don't think, paid them really that much at all, you know. So, um, no, yeah. Hefner... Hefner did a good job kind of uh, as this guy that you thought was, you know, I mean, let's be real. You kind of thought he was a skeevy old man. It's like, oh, you know, whatever. But you didn't, you kind of, he seemed a little, I don't want to say harmless, but he didn't seem as harmful. Yeah. But fuck, Well, man. he broke ground, right? He, he's a groundbreaker. He's yeah. Like all, you know, men's club, classy. Pamela Anderson, I think she's Canadian. She used to... Uh, she was in a publication here. We have a nudie book here, uh, Maple Syrup Monthly. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. And, uh, no, you don't. Okay. You're making this shit up. Okay, okay. We're, I'm making it up. Oh my god! <laughs> See now I don't want to. <laughs> now I want to launch Maple Syrup Monthly. <laughs> Just nothing but naked women covered in maple syrup. Oh my god! Maple syrup advertisements. Yeah. Oh. that's one thing I forgot to bring to you. I have. I get about two gallons a year from my family from out east. Yeah, see, uh, we, don't, we don't get the good stuff. We've got, well... I, you, you probably do. You If you buy the canned stuff and it's 100%, you probably get the good stuff. But, okay. Uh, I get it out of the sugar bush. I get it out of, I, I, I know the owner and, and, or the farmer. And uh, it's like a mild, it's like a mild uh, maple syrup. They, they, they've... they've Similar to cigars and wines, they depending on the bush, depending on like you said, the, the season, the the melt, all that kind of stuff. There's a variety of maple syrups, right? Interesting. I'll hook you up next time I come up. No, that'd be sure. great. I mean, I I do like maple syrup, so that would be great. Cause, uh, which by the way, I do want to thank you. We did have the the Kit Kat debate on the show um, with the Smoking Butts and Tap and Ash guys, and uh, yes, the Canadian Kit Kat was. Far superior to the American Kit Kat. Yeah, it's it's the chocolate. I think I got, I got a funny story for right there. The I, I used to I used to work in a uh, uh, car wash, this little local car wash, when I was in college, and uh, I would basically the guy at the booth would run the gas station, uh, and I would like power wash the cars before they went to the car wash and all this stuff. And, and I got a phone call from the booth. He's like, he's like, you better get up here, man. So I closed the car wash. Essentially, ran up. And he had found a Kit Kat without the wafer in it. So Whoa. the Kit Kat went through the factory. Yeah, the Kit Kat went through the factory, and it was just the chocolate. Solid chocolate. Yeah, and this is my days of 
uh, party in. So I'd like food a, an extra amount, if you will. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> kind of munch, kind of getting the munchies a little bit. Yeah, performance enhancing, performance enhancing food, food medication. And it, yeah, to the it was so amazing to the point where like why don't you know why don't they do this limited edition no way for just pure chocolate? You know? I don't know. Do they not have just a basic chocolate bar that Nestle puts out up there? Because that's the other thing. So Nestle puts out yours, and Nestle licenses Kit Kat to Hershey's here in the United States. So we're getting a totally different variation on on. It's similar ish, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's like a Budweiser in Canada. It's not the same as your Budweiser. Yours is better, by the way, much better. Oh, well, there you go. But it's, it's I think it's licensed here by Molson or Labatt's. And it's just not the same, yeah. Have you, you know, have you, they, they tried. You've taken the tour, right? The Budweiser tour? I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have, I forgot to tell you my story about the two yard. Oh. It's too yeah. long for the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll chat, we'll chat about it later, but. Uh, okay. Yeah, All we right. Did the tour there. We did the tour there. It was, it's, it's surreal. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you just go through that and you see all the tanks and everything else. It's just amazing. But oh, yeah. no, but back to your story. So you guys shut down the car wash to have chocolate. To have this chocolate bar. I respect that. It was unbelievable. I respect yeah. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so no, so Nestle doesn't make just a pure chocolate bar? They do. They do most likely, but I, I really don't think it's the same chocolate. Ah, For some reason, okay. that chocolate is... is uh, Obviously, a different blend. I just remember it being very. It was it, it visually. It didn't look like it was thicker on the wafer, but it was heavier and it felt thicker as you were eating it. It was. It was just. It was a different type of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then here in the states, we load our ship with so much like, you know, fake bullshit, preservatives and fake sugars and this and that and whatever. Um I was actually just, I saw an article earlier today. Uh, it was a New York Times article. I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw it and I couldn't read it because I'd already maxed out my free articles on the New York Times and I wasn't going to pay. But um, I, uh, it was it was talking, the headline in the very beginning that I could read was talking about how um, people are getting concerned because here in the States, a lot of girls are going through uh, puberty starting as young as like, seven and eight years old and they're like what is causing this early development in girls and what's so funny is everybody in the comments almost to a t almost everybody in the comments was like it's the food like it's what's in our food people and i i have to agree um i don't know if it's the chemicals we're putting in everything i suspect that the growth hormones we're putting in our into our meat products uh that has to be impacting all of us because I mean, yeah, yeah. dude, you can't be, be you can't be injecting these chickens to get these gigantic chicken breasts. Um, you can't be injecting them with all this growth hormone and not expect that that growth hormone is then going to not transfer on to the person that's actually eating the food product. I mean, that's just that's that's basic, you know, thought process there. So I I don't know. I you know studies need to be done, but. It is, I've noticed, you know, I've noticed it as somebody who covers um, grade school and in turn high school, um, you know, goings on for my newspaper. You know, I've noticed that 
you know, it's it's earlier and earlier. I don't know exactly if it's taking place in boys. I assume it probably is. It's just not as noticeable because, you know, let's be real. Yeah. You know, the boys aren't developing, you know, breasts, but um, it's, it's, that's the, the You're op- something. yeah, it's weird. The Kit Kat, the Kit Kat uh, syndrome, we'll call it. Yeah. We'll call it the Kit Kat syndrome. Mm. Okay. Well, um, I'm getting down to the final third. Well, I'm in the final third of my cigar. So that's a good time for us to uh, talk about my monthly cigars. And, uh, well, I don't have the button for my monthly cigars uh, set. So we're just going to actually talk about it versus playing the pinky ad. Um, My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service that you can get a box of cigars sent to your door every month. Uh, Come in two different, well, two or three. I'm woefully ignorant. I don't know if he's still doing the... uh, the one where it's like two cigars for like 20 bucks, but, uh, yeah, the Corona. I yeah. Think it's still on the site, is it still on the site? I know I get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. He's got the El Presidente, which is, uh, eight cigars, uh, two of everything that's in the Robusto box for $50. And, um, if you use offer code pulpit, P U L P I T, you get free shipping on the first box over there at mymonthlycigars.com. And uh, it's just a good way of trying a variety of different cigars. Um, you can try different, you know, they come in different wrappers, different blends, different, you know, they're just all different. And then that way you can kind of experiment around and see what you like and what you don't like. And then uh, while you're over there, make sure you try the fucking good coffee because he's got that on the site as well. And uh, you can get some of that going too. Yeah, and it's a good thing. Not only is it a good value and everything, but he's got a good thing going on. He's good, good customer service. I would say I uh, promote him because I'm uh, essentially an employee of his. But uh, you know, I do reviews for him. But <laughs> I was going to say I, uh, he, he posts reviews of yours on his website. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah, and the coffee's good too. So he's got uh, two two good things going, and uh, it's a good service and good good. It's a good variety pack because you're getting. Some premium stuff in there that uh, you mean I get elsewhere, and then you're getting some cigars that more or less like your value bundle type cigars, where you can kind of try them out a bit. Because the worst thing to do is <laughs> buy a twenty pack of something, and then you know realize it's not it's not in your wheelhouse, and then you're stuck with uh, a big bundle of something. Well, so, yeah, yeah. and let cool and let's be real, a lot of those budget cigars. You don't have the ability of buying just one to try it. You know, you they, they kind of force... Because, let's be real, shops want to make money, and they're not going to make money if they're selling $4 cigars, you know, uh, by the individual. They want to sell it by the bundle. And so, um, by doing it this way, you can try those and figure out which ones you like, which ones you don't, and then you can buy the bundle. Because, you know, we all need to keep our dollar cost average in mind. You know, nobody wants to be, uh, you know, spending... a spending a fortune on their on their cigar habit. So, no, it works out well. Oh, yeah. Well, cool. Well, um, I guess this would be a good time to also mention the socials. I'm available on Instagram at uh, The Cigar Pulpit. I'm also on Facebook where we have the Cigar Pulpit Prisoners group. You guys can get in on that and uh, post your stuff. 
And then uh, Twitter slash X, I'm on there, but I don't really do much of anything. YouTube, where you can watch this. And I do need your calls for Ask the Boys. Um, now, just a little little show note kind of progress here, uh, just to kind of key everybody in. So, obviously, like I said, this episode is going to drop on Tuesday when I am uh, uh, heading down to Florida to Palm Coast to hang out at Ash and Ale. And then uh, Friday... There will also be another uh, episode that I'm recording before I leave. Uh, that way, while I'm down there, I don't have to worry about editing and posting or anything like that. Then when I get back, you will have uh, Tuesday and Friday of that week um, where it will recount the trip and and you know interviews and whatever else I happened to get while I was down there. However, Tuesday, October 31st, uh, so Halloween day. Um, we will be dropping an episode and that episode will be ask the boys. So I do need your calls prior to then. Um, I'm going to say that the deadline for this month is going to be, oh, when should I say, let's say, let's say the deadline for this month for ask the boys is going to be end of day on Oh, I hit my son. Uh, let's say end of day Wednesday, October 25th. So you have a little over a week after this episode drops to get your calls in. And you can call that number. It's area code 863-874-0000. And um, I'm going to throw this out here now as we have a little over a week left for everybody to get to it. Uh, there's going to be a little prize pack that I'll put together with some cigars and some fucking good coffee and get that sent to uh, whoever has the best call of the month. So get your calls in 863-874-0000 and you might win some cigars and coffee. And then Luke. And I, I promise. I promise to uh, partake in this. I, uh, I, I've been dropping off uh, as far as ask the boys. I've been slacking them, sorry, Nick. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> sorry, you, sorry. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. You, you've called before. You're not like a regular caller necessarily. Um, there are some people though that were just straight up regular callers that I haven't heard from in a while, and it would be nice to to circle back. I mean, there's some guys that they would call all the time, and I just, I mean, life happens. People move on. Maybe you don't have questions. Maybe you stopped listening. I would hope not. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. But, no, people can get cigars and coffee this month. Yeah. Mm. And on, on my socials, I got uh, my sticks 35 millimeter. If you're out there uh, in, the, in the Instagram world, um, follow me. There you go. And, uh, you know, you should post uh, those reviews if you wanted to. You could, you could, you could post them in the prisoners group, you know. Oh, I never thought of that. I'm just saying. It's another, another avenue. Okay. It's up to you. You don't have to if you want to keep it exclusive to your thing. But uh, you can feel free. I mean, that's the thing. The parishioners group's kind of open. The only thing I say in there is that you can't do cigar sales because uh, that's a big Facebook no-no. But, um, you know, anybody who's in the in the group, you know, if you have something like if you're doing reviews or if uh, if you're a manufacturer who belongs to the group and or a, a sales rep and you belong to the group and you want to promote something. Maybe you're doing an event somewhere. Um, 
you know, and you want to see, you know, put put that out there. People can people can you know post in the prisoners group. That is totally allowed. So, you know, it's okay. what it's there for. It's a way to branch out, put put information out in the world. So, anyway, well, Luke, final thoughts on your Oliva. Oliva is just being completed. Just finished it. Good, really good cigar. Um, medium world, uh, tasty, definitely with Baker's Baker's spicy uh, conclusion. Very uh, rich, very oily, very sweet. It's got a like a dark sweetness to it, like something somewhat like a dark honey or wood honey, as you call it, or or like a toasted honey, toasted toasted sugar. Very good cigar. I like it. I, I maybe I, I think I might prefer the, the the original blend. I don't know how different it is from the uh, Millennial V. The the just their 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 uh, plain model. Yeah, but. Uh, I like it. It's good. Something different. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting for you to have just a standard one, kind of next to it, and, and kind of. Have you ever done that? Smoke two at the same time to try and compare between the two. Not really. I, 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 that'd be interesting, though. That for would, sure. Yeah, just to I see, just to see the differences. Um, every once in a while, a cigar will come out that's kind of a variation on another one, and. Uh, it's it's kind of fun to do that, but at the same time, you got to maintain two cigars at once, and you know that uh, that 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 can get. Um, yeah, you don't want to be driving. You know what I mean? The highway <laughs> speed. No, you definitely need to be sitting and chilling when you're doing that. That's that's not something you want to be doing while you're doing something else. But um, as for my Perdomo, I'm down, getting down close to the end of it, and. Uh, you know, the final third on this thing kind of ramps up. You get some of that baker spice, but you also get some uh, just, I'm going to say peppery spice. Now you have me questioning that, but, you know, whatever. I'm going to say peppery spice on it, uh, on the actual smoking experience. I just sm- say that pe- pepper is a general. Yeah. You know, pepper is a general. You know, pepper comes from somewhere. Just look into it, see if you can find out where it's coming from, and just for an interest, interest sake, you know. Now, this one has been, you know, bourbon barrel aged for like I think 10 months or something like that um, personally I don't really get the bourbon off of the smoking experience with it but that doesn't mean that it's not there it just means that you know but I'm not a heavy bourbon drinker anyway so it could be that that flavor is there and I'm just not picking up on it because I'm not familiar enough with it so I don't know but but it's I it's one of my standard go-to cigars it's one that uh you know, whenever I'm uh, doing something and I want a good cigar, but I want one that I don't really have to think much about because I just know it so well, I, I, I go to this one. And uh, in this case, it was one of those things where, as I said, I had a full weekend with my son and I hadn't really smoked at all um, because, uh, you know, he was he was keeping me busy. But then also at night, it was just too cold to go out at night. Um, and have one before I had the tent set up and, uh, I wasn't going to start a fire just so that I could sit out and have a cigar, you know, while he was sleeping or something like that. So, um, I really didn't smoke it all this weekend. And so it was one of those things when I was deciding which cigar to do for this episode, I went ahead and went for that one. Good choice. Good choice. For sure. Ah, I find that uh, when you, when you, when you stop smoking or you don't smoke for 
an extended period, that's when you're, uh, you know, you're really going to get a lot more of the cigar, that specific cigar, right? Your palate's not uh, oh, overly excited from, from other cigars, right? For sure, man. When I had strep throat, the first one I came back and smoked, the first one back um, from from strep throat was actually an Atabay because I wanted nice. it's one of those ones where I was like, okay, I, I haven't smoked for a while. My palate is very fresh and and, and re- refreshed. And so let's, let's go for something that's got a lot to it that, you know, a little higher dollar, you know, let's treat myself here as, as I return back to it. And, uh, you know, um, the Atabe, it's just one of those cigars that, Strength-wise, it's not a very strong cigar, but flavor-wise, there's just so much to it. And so I really wanted to experience that on a, on a clean palate, and it did not disappoint. Nice. So, well, Luke, I'm going to let you uh, get to bed here because it is uh, an hour earlier where you are at. And so I appreciate you taking time out of your evening to uh, give me somebody to talk to for this episode. Thank you very much, and thank you uh, for all the followers out there. Thanks for the event and everyone who was involved, Dan and um, uh, the, the, the name eludes me, the sports bar. Oh, uh, Top Shooters. Top, top Shooters. Everyone had a good time. Shooters. I had a great time meeting everyone, uh, finally meeting uh, Noah, and, and uh, it, was, it was great, man. I'll see you guys next year for sure. For sure. It was a good time. Yeah, I'm already, I'm thinking, I'm still putting my plans for next year together, but I'm hoping next year's going to be uh, a little different, but hopefully a little better. You know, not that this one was bad, but, you know, let's let's amp it up. Let's, let's you know, forward momentum with it. So. Sounds good. Anyway, well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. And I'm Luke. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Yeah, I'm definitely glad I put up the tent, man. It's like uh, 51, but I've got a 10-mile-per-hour wind hitting, and it uh, feels like 47 outside. So that would have been kind of kind of miserable without it. Yeah, I'm hurting myself. I'm on the, I'm on the back porch. I got about a 30-kilometer-hour wind. And, uh, oh, yeah, we're in the, we're in the low. We're probably in the mid to low 40s now. Gross, gross. I'm feeling it. That's gross. All right, guys, take it easy.